This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, folks, happy Friday. I am your survival guy. At least I hope I am. Rush, Rush to Reasons follows us after this. Ready Radio is what we're doing right now. And we got a very special guest. I talked about this earlier in the week on Rush to Reason, but Andrew uh, Butchin is joining us right now. And Andrew's joining us from someplace where you're way ahead of us on the clock, Andrew. So thank you for waking up early and talking to us. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, John. It's an absolute pleasure, and I'm, I've been excited to be on the show. And I hope we get to talk about a, a whole lot of very interesting topics that most uh, people don't normally hear about. We will, uh, we will do as much as we can. We've got you, what, for about a half an hour or so, so we'll get as much covered as we can. And by the way, I should have mentioned this. I did earlier in my program earlier in the week, but I'll mention it today. Uh, Andrew is with EMP Shield. Andrew, really quick, give folks your, your title there, what you do, and just talk a little bit about EMP Shield real quick. No, I'd love to. So uh, I'm one of the owners of EMP Shield, uh, and what I do at EMP Shield is sales and marketing. So I'm the director. And uh, EMP Shield is something that's very unique and actually didn't exist until we invented it. But it is a EMP defense technology that you can put onto pretty much any electrical system, whether it be a vehicle, a home, a generator, or a solar system. And it's able to protect that electrical system against the effects of EMP, which stands for electromagnetic pulse. Right. And I talked to one of your cohorts earlier this week as well. And by the way, the way we uh, made all this work with Andrew for everybody listening is those of you that were out last week at the Elbert County, uh, uh, not the fair, I shouldn't say they were the fairgrounds, but the Elbert County Preparedness Expo that was there last week, EMP Shield was there. That's where sort of the introductions and all of this came from, Andrew. So those of you that were out last week may have even seen the product. But for those that didn't get a chance to actually see it in person, because, I, you know, if you if you didn't know what this looked like, if I hadn't gone and done some research on the, on the front side, Andrew, I really would have no idea what this looks like or how it works. So explain that, would you? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it almost looks similar to most surge protectors. And, and in a sense, it's really kind of a surge protector on steroids. But designed above the military standards that currently exist for the defense of the EMP. So it's roughly six inches long, about three and a half inches tall, and it's a box. And as an example, in a vehicle, you simply install a couple wires. So it'd be the positive of the battery, the negative of the battery, and then another wire to the chassis of the vehicle. Okay. It installs in roughly 10 minutes. I mean, very, very simple to install. In fact, we just recently had a 90-year-old woman on the phone install it herself just to kind of explain how easy it really is. And then that's about it. It's installed in the vehicle and, and providing that protection against the EMP. That's awesome. And essentially what you're doing is you're taking any of that surge that would be in the system and throwing it to ground. Am I simplifying it enough? That's correct. So, And we can absolutely discuss that real quick. So the way it works, and we'll use a home as, in this example okay. uh, first. So what, what it's doing is, as an example, a regular surge protector is looking for energy that's coming from the grid into the home, and that's it. And when it sees any energy from the grid to the home, it, it then pulls that energy to the ground. What's different about EMP Shield is, is a couple different things. The first thing is that our device is looking in both directions. So our device, because of the effect of EMP, is looking inwards towards the house, and it's also looking outwards towards the grid. Okay. And it's, it's actually looking very far. So it's 250 linear feet in both directions. And what it's doing is when it sees a rise in voltage, regardless of where the energy is coming from, because in an EMP, you have freed electrons that are inducing simultaneously into everything. That includes inside of your home directly. When we see that rise in voltage, we pull the energy faster than the damage can occur. 
and primarily damage is, is occurring because of the heat and the amount of energy inside of the system. And in a home, as an example, the energy inside of a home, to include all of the devices connected to it, generally rise and fall at the same time. And so what we did in the development of this technology is we actually looked at these military standards. One of them would be 188-125-1, which is kind of the golden standard for, for military uh, EMP protection. And we said, well, how, how can we make that better? And, and you know, the standard was created um, actually in the, in the late 90s, and there wasn't even a device that was capable of doing what the standard was written to. So we actually, that's where EMP Shield came from. And we created a device that's roughly 100 times faster than what the standard, you know, says needs to be done. Um, so it's a very, very incredible piece of technology that's very capable at reacting at incredible rates of speed. Um, as an example, when it sees that rise in voltage that we just discussed, it actually activates and begins shunting or pulling that energy in about 500 picoseconds, okay. which is an incredible, <laughs> uh, you know, an incredible speed. And then, of course, it continues to pull that energy from the system before the heat can generate. And for those of you that are uh, maybe listening to us the first time talk about this, and by the way, a couple of you had even uh, called and sent me some emails on this, uh, oh, several weeks ago, maybe even a month or two ago, and I told you we'd do some research on it, and guess what? Here we are. Uh, they're with us right now, you know, in-person EMP Shield, is I should say, and uh, Andrew's with us, of course, yeah. and I, I guess... My skeptic side, maybe, and I know there's other people out there, mm -hmm. Andrew, that are the same way. When you look, I'll just be straight up honest. When you mm -hmm. look at the device, you're thinking, okay, this little mm -hmm. box, this little box is going to mm -hmm. do everything that you say that it's going to do. And I guess the question, I'm sure I'm not the only one that has this question, and I know it's proprietary mm -hmm. and all that, but... But how? I mean, to me, it sounds like everything you're talking about, and again, I'm just I'm sort of being that, that skeptic out there that might be listening, no, trying to figure okay. out how to wrap their head around this. How, I mean, how does a device this little protect my entire home? Yeah, that, that's a fantastic question. And I'll kind of actually preface with a little context by saying that first and foremost, number one, most important is William, Dr. William Rudaski from the U.S. EMP Commission, these products. Okay. Um, that first and foremost, that's important to kind of highlight. Gotcha. Here. Um, we've also done another myriad of tests, but, and I can't go into all the technologies, but basically what we've discovered is a series of technologies that when they're combined is able to, uh, actually, let me start over and I'll kind of explain why what I'm saying. So there's two things that are important to the technology, a technology in order to defend against EMP. Okay. The first thing is speed. So it has to be incredibly fast. As an example, the E1 has a rise time of 5 nanoseconds at 50,000 volts per square meter. So that means that it, it is inc incredibly fast to come down, induce into everything, and then be gone quickly at a high rate of speed and, and also a high amount of energy. So speed is the most important thing. The first most important thing is you have to be able to react fast enough to pull that energy. Um, I kind of explain... Think about a, a water pressure valve. It's kind of the same concept. So it's just when you have the energy inside the system, the pressure valve opens at the appropriate mm -hmm. time. The okay. only difference is instead of opening, we're pulling. We're pulling the energy from the system. We're also stopping the energy from entering the home from the grid. Because you, because And make sure that I'm explaining this correctly for all of you tech, techie mm -hmm. guys out there that you know do even some of your own things around the house and so on. You're going right to the... Uh, in some, you know, some homes will even have more than one 
uh, you know, we call them fuse panel, but breaker boxes, breaker panels, we're, you know, we're talking about mm-hmm. here. You're going to the actual panel where the, the wiring from the power company is coming in is where you're starting, and that's where mm-hmm. the box goes, right? So the box, that's, that's generally correct. So the EMP shield is installing into L1, L2, neutral and ground. And we're looking at all four lines within the home. And then okay. we're looking at the, the difference in energy between the lines to determine whether we're going to shunt to ground or whether we're going to tr- attempt to you know do, do its thing between the different lines in order to get rid of the energy. Because um, so I think, you know, actually, really quick too, Andrew, I think the thing that we have to also, which, which I know, this is this is what's hard with EMPs. And I know there's different degrees. I want to get into that with you, too, if we get some time here. But I also know that Absolutely. when we talk EMPs, it's it's not it, – it's in the it's in the air. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, in the, it's in the waves, I guess you could say, in the air waves is the best way for me to say it. This is not something that's, that's physical that you could, you know, like a 120-volt hot wire touch and get shocked from. This is not the same thing, right? Right. Right, and actually, if we could take a few minutes, I'd love to describe what an EMP is. Well, no, no, we, we need to. No, 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 we need to. That, that, again, this may Perfect. be something where, you know, honestly, we'll probably have to have you back, you know, more than just this one time to discuss this and talk more mm-hmm. about it anyways, because this is a big, big deal. I want people to really understand this. So, yeah, right. no, explain it. Uh, let, let's start from the basics. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll kind of start once again on what EMP is. So EMP stands for electromagnetic pulse. And this is one of those things that a lot of people hear the name and they think, oh, that's from a science fiction book or a sci-fi movie or maybe even like a video game. It's important for people that are listening to know that EMP is a very real weapon. In fact, it's considered to be one of the most devastating weapons in our adversaries' arsenals. And this is also a weapon that have been, has been threatened against the United States multiple times in the last six months from our major adversaries, mm-hmm. whether China, that's Russia, right. That's right. North Korea. I mean, Great this, point. This is a very valid Great threat. point. Great point. And so what, what's... What's happening with an EMP is it's actually created from a nuclear weapon, but it's not a nuclear weapon in the sense that we would normally think of in a movie where there's a mushroom crack right. and the nuclear weapon's going off at the ground level. In these scenarios with EMP, you know, for the most part, we, we predict that it's going to be going off roughly 250 to 300 miles above the Earth. So this is the height of the International Space Station. It's actually an altitude that's so high that you probably wouldn't even see the detonation um, unless it's nighttime and you just see a little hint in the sky. That's that's how high up it is, and I, I kind of describe it that way so people understand. And what's happening is when this nuclear weapon is going off, the blast is going out in all directions. So it's pushing out into space. It's also pushing downwards towards the Earth. And this effect is creating the three phases of an EMP. The first two are created from the gamma radiation and the matter from that nuclear weapon going downwards towards the Earth at incredibly high rates of speed and passing through the at, through the atmosphere, it's creating a thing called ionization. All this really means I won't go too nerdy on it, but no, you're fine. Basically, the gamma radi- the gamma radiation and the matter from that blast is stripping the electrons from the atmosphere and shooting them down towards the Earth. It's in two phases: the E1, the first phase, is in nanoseconds, and then the E2 is in microseconds. And you know, with a regular sized EMP, so a moderately sized EMP, it would be roughly fifty thousand volts per square meter. With the you know new modern EMPs, it would be up to two hundred thousand volts per square meter. So we're talking about incredible amount of energy. And what's happening is these freed electrons that are shot towards the Earth, although they're technically spir- spiraling, are inducing into everything. So it's inducing into your home's Romex wiring. It's inducing into your TV. It's inducing into your car. It's basically anything that's anything conductive, that's, right? 
anything that's conductive. If, if okay. it can conduct electricity, it's okay. inducing discharge. Okay. So, um, you know, so, so really, for all of you listening, anything that's basically metal, aluminum, uh, you know, even stainless steel can conduct. Uh, <laughs> the reality is anything with a metal componentry to it, you know, wood, plastic, of course, will not. But anything with a metal component to it will. Absolutely will. And so, so for people to understand, anything that has microelectronics, so a transistor, a resistor, a diode, um, components like silicon arsenide, and even microprocessors, anything that has those components has an incredibly high likelihood of being destroyed right. just from the E1 or the E2 of the EMP. Okay. It's, it even, and this is a, what a lot of people don't understand, the E1 and E2 will potentially destroy portions of the grid as well, um, portions of substations, potentially parts of transformers, and it's most certainly going to have an incredibly negative impact on our power production facilities. And, and it's not, I want to stop there for a moment as well, Andrew, because it's, sure. I think there's a misconception among a lot of individuals until I started studying this myself included. It's not just mm-hmm. the microprocessors and the things that are up in substations that are controlling the grid. I mean, it can actually con- can damage some of the actual componentry of the grid itself, right? It absolutely can. Okay. It, so this, in the E1 and the E2, you're really looking at microelectronics because they're such a fast, high kind of... It's not going to generate enough heat to actually destroy physical things. The E3, so that third phase, this is where you're talking about high amounts of energy being built over time and, and potentially high amounts of heat. So as I described in, in kind of in the beginning of the explanation, that nuclear weapon also pushes out towards space. And what it's doing is it's actually pushing on the magnetosphere, which is that that thing around the Earth that's protecting us from space weather. Okay. And, well, what happens is that magnetosphere doesn't like to be interrupted, and so it, it actually fluctuates to get itself back into that normal shape around the Earth. While it's fluctuating, it's actually creating a low and slow charge at the ground level of the Earth. Mm. And now this is where there's a little bit of a misconception. And, and it's kind of a, for the people who, a lot of people who think they know Um, the E3 portion of an EMP is only going to be inducing into very large antennas. Okay. So very large systems of conductors. So you're talking a mile, 10 miles, maybe 100 miles of grid. That's where the energy is inducing. Okay. Um, If you had a house that was disconnected from the grid, that house itself would not, it wouldn't be a large enough antenna, but obviously the grid is. And so the grid's inducing, and, you know, at one hour the charge is getting fairly high. At a certain point over... You know, we predict anywhere from like 8 to 16 hours, which is what the E3 could actually occur for, depending on the size of the nuclear weapon that Mm -hmm. was exploded in the atmosphere. This charge gets high enough to absolutely destroy portions of the grid. So you're going to have your, you know, your important portions of substations that get destroyed. You're going to have transformers get destroyed. You're actually going to have potentially physical components that get too hot and then either break or disconnect. Um, because the heat that's going to generate for such a long duration of, char- of time and a charge that builds over time. Um, and so this is the portion where, you know, the power is no longer going to your house. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't really matter anyways, because all of the electronics were already destroyed from the E1 and E2. Um, another myth which is out there, and this is this has been validated, but the EMP commission in the early 2000s did do a study on the effects of EMP on right. vehicles. right. Um, where they stated that there was only minor... Yeah, I've, I've even people. had people call into the other shows that I've got, Andrew. Yeah. We've had discussions on that. I've even read and, huh. and looked at some of that report and so on. And again, you don't know my background, but I've been in the car world my entire life and know that world mm-hmm. extremely well. And I've had serious right. doubts about that particular study and what kind of vehicles would actually 
you know, survive. Because my yeah. own gut feeling is very, very few. Uh, I mean, older vehicles with points most likely would. Even if the points, you know, you know, joined together, mm-hmm. you could, you know, you could separate those, file them off, keep going. I, I'm not worried about that end of it. But right. anything else with any type of electronics, unless they're somehow, you know, in a Faraday cage, they're blocked and, and they're, they don't have that, mm-hmm. that conductivity is what you were talking about a moment ago. Yes. My feeling is most every modern vehicle, especially with an E3, is going to have issues. It is, and, and so that's why there's a myth out there. And it's I, I wouldn't even call it a myth because there's a report saying that most modern vehicles won't be damaged. That's actually untrue. And um, you know, Peter Pry, the one of the directors of the EMP Commission, has publicly stated that they weren't allowed to damage the vehicles. So that's why the report said that. It's like, oh, come on, man. Anyways, long story short is modern vehicles have a high likelihood of being destroyed, meaning that yeah. either they're going to turn off and they're not going to turn back on. You're not going to be able to use your vehicle anymore. And a vehicle, for those who you know who understand either survival or prepared, is a life-saving tool, especially yes. if you're yes. 50 miles, 100 yes. miles away from home. Pretty much you know, anywhere. I don't care where you got, Andrew. It's, that's pretty much, I mean, once, th- once things start settling down, that, that's going to become your lifeline. It really is. And so that's where EMP Shield comes into play, is the ability to protect your vehicle from the EMP and allow it to continue to run. And, and I know for a lot of people out there, they're going to say, well, you're going to run out of gas. Well, you will eventually, people, but you've you got, can, you know, there's still a, right. you know, depending upon how people, you know, take care of fuel. And again, that's a whole other discussion that I can have outside of you, because that's right. really right. My, my expertise, frankly, is, you know, how do you keep that fuel sure. stable? There's ways to do that. But really, uh-huh. Andrew, you know, it, you're going to be pushing 18 months, two years max on fuel. But, you know, that's a long yeah. time frame to still be able to use a vehicle and maneuver around and mm-hmm. do some things. And frankly, depending upon the vehicle. You know, there are ways to make a still and make diesel fuel on your own and so on. So there are other means mm-hmm. to get around outside of gasoline that, you know, again, those are some of the things Absolutely. I could probably even talk about once once you're off with us today, because there are other means to make that happen if that's really what folks are looking at. Okay, I have a quick question, though, before we we have to take a quick break and, and want to keep you on here. Um, one sure. question, though, that I have on because this is this is something I've even wrapped, you know, tried to wrap my head around that I just don't quite understand. So this EMP goes off, mm-hmm. you know, 250 miles above Earth. Do mm-hmm. do the people that are behind this, or does this 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 bomb, if you would, does it have the ability mm-hmm. to be controlled to just one particular continent, or is the risk in lighting oh. one of these off that it affects the whole world? Oh. See, this is that, that's a really good question. I got to be careful what I say. Okay, hold that thought. Okay, then. Let, let's so, do that. Let, no, real quick. This is perfect okay. timing. To take, let's take a break. Think through that. We'll come right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. By the way, I'm sure we can take a question or so. If you got a question for Andrew, give us a call 303 477 5600. But Andrew Butchin's with us, or, or Butchin, I should say, and he is with EMP Shield. And by the way, folks, you can actually go to that website, empshield.com. We're going to have links on our website to that here in the not too distant future. So don't worry about that. We'll have all that you know, taken care of as well well and we'll keep having these guys back so hang tight we'll be right back ready radio klz 560 in such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in growing your own food is becoming a necessity colorado greenhouse builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat.
heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses maybe some prescription sunglasses will look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right, since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. All right, we are back, Ready Radio, and uh, Andrew is with us. Uh, Andrew 
Butchin, and he is the Director of Sales and Marketing at EMP Shield, empshield.com. We got a call coming in, but Andrew, before we take that call, I want you to answer that yep. question we went to, you know, went to went to with, uh, you know, right before break, I yep. asked you the question about, you know, if an EMP, for everybody yep. listening that may be just joining us, I asked Andrew, if an EMP strike, you know, happened 250, 300 miles above Earth, can it be targeted to mm-hmm. a particular, you know, a continent or country, or does it affect the whole world? Yeah, so a, a high-altitude nuclear EMP, even a traditional, you know, a, a moderately-sized EMP, would at 300 miles would actually encompass the entire United States, the southern portion of Canada, and the northern portion of Mexico. So okay. just a single one would, would encompass almost, you know, it would encompass the entire United States. It's very large. With that being said, we're talking about the, the use of hemp or high-altitude nuclear, nuclear EMP, there is actually a multitude of energy weapons. In fact, one of the physicists that, that works with us used to work with DARPA and do energy you know, attack. Now he's kind of doing energy defense with us. But there is many energy weapons out there that are more directional, um, which we won't go too much into on the radio. But there is a multitude of, of those. Okay. Um, however, you know, the threat of, of hemp is, uh, is certainly a, a very high risk. And, you know, that's kind of pretty much all I can say there. Okay. All right. Good answer. Let's get to Ann. Uh, Ann, uh, you got a question for Andrew? Go ahead. You covered the greatest topics, John. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Um, I wanted to say, um, if the public utilities were hit, how in the world would Mm -hmm. we be able to get electricity off of a system that was down? And I had a couple of other questions. Mm -hmm. My concern is the biggest biggest thing is that our water pipes would freeze because we wouldn't have any way to Mm -hmm. heat even under the sinks, you can turn on a little light bulb uh, in, a, in a lamp, we'll say, and it will heat those pipes mm-hmm. and not make it freeze if you don't heat your house, which some people do. Um, and also, is there yep. any warning that this would be happening? Perfect. Great questions. Andrew, I'll let okay. her go, and you can answer those. Go ahead. Absolutely. Excellent question. So it's important to preface by saying that the Department of Homeland Security does project that roughly 90% of the population would die after an EMP. That is, like you mentioned, it's primarily due to a lack of clean running water, a lack of sewer, and then obviously eventually a lack of food, transportation, logistics, communications, you name it. Um, But to answer your question, yes, the grid will go down, which means you're no longer getting power from the grid. What we intend to do with most of our customers is we protect their home, and then also for those who are into preparedness, self-reliance, survival, usually have backup power systems, whether it be a generator, a solar system, wind, water, you name it. Combination of all. And so when you protect... That's correct. And when you protect your home and also protect your backup power systems, you can still have energy because you have a functional electrical system, your appliances still work, and your energy system still still works. Yeah, and, and we've gone into great details on how all that works. And for those of you that maybe missed some of that, we've got past shows on that. You can go back and listen to those, or you can email me and I can tell you what shows those were. But we got into great detail, Andrew. You know, we've got some electrical sponsors, you know, some sure. some you know HVAC and electrical companies that help sponsor us that you know talk about the cutoff switches mm-hmm. and so on to where, yeah, if you've got all that dialed in. And, and in this particular case, I want to make sure everybody is clear on this. Make sure that we, we say this correctly. On the EMP shield side, Andrew, make sure that I'm following you as well. Mm-hmm. You're going to need one for the house, sure. one for whatever vehicle mm-hmm. you would like to continue to keep driving after this would take place. And if you've got backup generation or several of, each one of those individually will need its own shield, correct? That's absolutely correct. You're, so as an example, if you have a, a home and a backup generator and a car, that would be three devices. Correct. 
Um, if you have a solar system, normally it would be one device, but if you have a larger solar system, it, it might require an extra, you know, one or two, sometimes three. Yeah, you know what, um, and, and stop yeah, there for one second, because yeah. I want to make sure everybody understands this one. Sure. That's if it's your solar system that is feeding power to your house. If it is feeding power back into the grid, it needs the grid to even function. Those are dead in the water after an EMP. For the most part, yes. There is some grid-tied systems we are able to protect. Okay. Um, there's also some that we can't. Okay. For those that have micro-inverters, we can't protect them. That's what I thought. Um, okay. But for a lot of the okay. systems, yep, for the systems that use regular charge controllers with the larger solar PV arrays, we can still protect those. And then that would go back into the home once things were, you know, and again, this is things that, and I can talk about some of this once Andrew is gone. These are where you've really got to think through how are you storing some of that energy because, Without any right. kind of you know battery backup, Andrew, when the sun goes down, your power is going to go off. I mean, there's lots of things to think through, yeah. and this is not a one size fits all either. There's not no, it's absolutely not. In fact, we have over 80 models right now. Wow, and about 40 of them are just for solar. Okay. Uh, so it's a very voltage specific product. Okay, um, and so for, for customers, you know that do have a solar system, normally they'd, they'd call us, and then we'd ask who referred them. They'd make sure to say. We heard John John Rush, and then uh, there's even often a discount associated with that. So okay, um, it'll help save people money, and then we also pair them with the correct devices. And, folks, we will get to all of that in the near future. Trust me, this is just something this week we sort of started down this path with EMP Shield and sort of figuring out, all right, how do we do this? How do we bring it all to you that are listening? Uh, you know, you guys all know me. I am very much an individual, and I put my name on a lot of things and I vet and I make sure that everything is as it says. So you all know me. I, I don't go down this path without doing, you know, a certain amount of research on my end first. I had long conversation this week already on this, Andrew, with some of your cohorts, which I appreciate very much because yeah, sure. when my name goes on it, uh, no offense, it ain't you that they're going to be after. It's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. And that's, um, you know, we, we're, um, and a lot of people are kind of learning this about us. We're, we're still kind of a fairly new company. We've only been around for almost four years now, okay. but we're, we're very heavily embedded in the EMP world, even on the government side, which some people think is good. Some people that don't like the government think it's bad, but re- regardless, we are some of the top subject matter experts on EMP defense in the world. Okay, uh, We have some of literally the top in the world. Dumb question, which, I mean, I probably already know this sure. answer, but, you know, it, Given everything you just said a moment ago, why is our own government, our Department of Defense, Homeland Security, whatever you mm. want to call it, wh- why are we not doing, you know, last testing was done almost 20, or actually it was over 20 years ago, I believe, Andrew. Why, why are we not doing more of this, knowing we have imminent threats around us? Right. Well, we are, as a company, we are. Yeah, but why are we as a country not, is my, is my question. Yeah. That's a great question. Now, what I can tell you is a couple things. So, number one, um, during the previous uh, presidential administration, there was an executive, executive order put into place to basically say that uh, grid EMP protection is required. And that executive order is still in place. Um, with that being said, obviously, it's, it's not going anywhere. But there is some programs out there. So, as an example, EMP Shield is a part of a government program that's down at Joint Base San Antonio. It's with a group called the DEMSO, which is the Domestic Electromagnetic Spectrum Operations Group, and that's a, a little bit of a tongue twister. But they're actually, and we just actually co-wrote a, uh, the EMP resilience report for the government with them, which we're listed in there. But um, they're doing a portion of GRID to, to basically serve as the test bed or a pilot program, okay. which would then be expanded across the entire GRID. What we've learned, though, and we've been doing this for three years with them, is... It was supposed to be a one-year program, and it's just been in a crawl. 
and now it's almost three years into it and we haven't even so I don't really know. We're still trying to figure that out ourselves. Um, part of it is funding, probably part right. of it's political. Right. What we're doing as an organization is because we thought, you know, we were with the executive order quite a while ago. We thought we we're going to start doing grid protection. So what EMP Shield's been doing is we actually just made U.S. history by outfitting the entire critical, uh, the infrastructure of an entire county within the United States, which was Coffee County, Kansas. And it's the first county in the U.S. to ever get critical infrastructure protection for the entire hmm. county. And so instead of waiting for Uncle Sam, we're now just doing it ourselves. We're just going across and kind of going county by county. Um, so that's been, you know, it's been our method so far to try to get protection, you know, to these critical systems hmm. for these counties. So, And I'm assuming that in, correct me if I'm wrong, but especially some counties where they may even have their own power generation in that county, they would be well served mm-hmm. to do this because they'd have their ability to even fire up their own quote unquote grid. Once something like this were to mm-hmm. happen. I mean, here, for example, here in Denver, we've got multiple power plants inside the, the whole front range area here. We're not relying on power to come outside and in. We've got some of our own power right. generation. If more counties would, and, and even multiple cities combine together and look at what you're doing along those lines, they could really protect themselves. That's absolutely correct. And, you know, the, the even more interesting part is we were able to pay for it with federal grant money. Okay. Um, so, all, you know, a lot of the counties we're working with didn't even have to pay the, the bill. You know, the government paid for it. Um, so it's, it's one of those that, that I absolutely agree with you. Um, several of the counties we work with have their own power generation systems or, or kind of backup, but very yeah. large-scale backup power right. systems. And, you know, protecting them was really quite simple, you know. So, You've got all, all the lines. You've got all, all of the buildings and the critical infrastructure. We do data. Um, we, we've got all of the uh, communications equipment, whether it's you know ham radio or whatever devices are using, and we just get everything protected that way. And awesome. It, it's been working pretty well, yeah. And for those of you listening, I, like I said, we will, uh, between now and the next few days, we'll get some radio codes and some different things where there will be some abilities for you guys to actually get this, have a referral, get some things done along those lines. Again, we're working on those things, and I'll let you know as we get very, very close on getting that done here. Literally, probably in the next few days, we'll get all of that that dialed in. Uh, again, Andrew, and it's it's in, I should have spelled your last name. It's B-U-C-C-H-I-N, pronounced Butchin, but B-U-C-C-H-I-N, Director of Sales and Marketing at EMP Shield. And again, Andrew, there's so much more to talk about. I know you're limited on time. I know you're way ahead of us on, on, on time. I think it's probably 3.30 in the morning, wherever you're at, which I appreciate you joining us. we got four or five minutes before my next break. Anything you want to leave the folks with in this last four or five minutes? No, it's just um, I hope people do their own research and start learning about EMP. You know, a lot of people don't think it's real. And um, oh, it's for those real. who realize it's, it's real. real. And, yep. And, and then for those who realize, they're like, well, there's nothing you can do. Um, it, there is absolutely a solution out there. And a Faraday cage is also a very effective method of protecting. But the problem is that you have to put your devices inside of the Faraday That's right. cage. That's right. Meaning you can't use them. And, uh, I, you know, even for those... That, there's Faraday blankets. I don't recommend those because uh, this is actually a myth. I'll cover it real quick before we get off the radio. But EMP is going to bounce off the ground. Um, as an example, and I can't say how I know this, but they tested Ford and Chevy against each other uh, at a, a thing. And the Ford was actually more uh, affected by the EMP than the Chevy. And the reason was because the EMP was bouncing off the ground and inducing below the vehicle in the exposed wires. Uh... So just be careful um, when, when you're doing protection. Remember that you know, if you put a blanket over a car, the EMP is still going to bounce off the ground. Makes so sense. You, you need to be just 
be very careful on what you're doing and don't expect a solution, like expect protection. And then I'd hate for people to think they have it and they don't have yep. it. So. Yeah. No, that makes sense. One question came in before you leave, and this one I don't have an answer to. I've not done enough research on this. We know nuclear weapons have sure. radiation associated with it. This is way, way, way above the Earth, 250, 300 miles above. Mm-hmm. Is there any radiation fallout that far up? Absolutely not. Yeah, there, there's going to be no impact of radiation okay. other than the effect of the gamma radiation, <clears throat> which is going to hit the atmosphere. Okay. But it's not going to affect – the radiation won't affect people – nor will the energy coming from the atmosphere, those freed electrons, it won't physically impact a human being. It's just going to be inducing into conductors. The other thing, too, really quick is we, you know, we also hear, at least I've been reading lately about, you know, even NASA talking about solar flares and things along those lines. And we've always mm-hmm. heard that, you know, even as a small boy, I can remember them talking about solar flares and the fact that can affect communications and so on. How does your product yep. work in regard to that? Yep. So we do protect against solar flares as well. Um, up to 228,000 amps, which is kind of a hard way to actually gauge. Um, so, and the reason I say that is, as an example, the last very large solar flare that hit the Earth was 1859, so the Carrington event, um, which was the equivalent of a million nuclear weapons hitting the atmosphere. Wow. Um, there's going to be some events out there, if, you know, like larger, there's even possibility of larger than that event eventually hitting the Earth. And we know they're cyclical. You know, people have looked at the ground and been able to study when these large events have happened and we know that at some point one of these is you know we've been very lucky in the last decade there's been a couple near miss you know um, charged particles from the sun coronal mass ejection just barely missing the earth and we are able to protect against you know uh, a we most people call them solar flares but they're they're cmes okay we're able to protect against them but at a certain level there's nothing that's going to be able to you know there is a limit to what the technology is capable sure. of doing And again, folks, they've got home protection, vehicle protection, RVs, generators, solar and wind, radios, of course. They can even do three-phase for some Mm -hmm. of you that have... You know, uh, uh, you know, commercial buildings with three, three phase and so on. And, of course, you guys work on the European end of things, which isn't necessarily our listeners, although mm-hmm. we have listeners that do listen to us from pretty much everywhere, Andrew. So those of you that may be listening to us in another country, they can fix you up there as well. And I assume you guys can ship all over the world. We do. Uh, we, we kind of limit ourselves to just a couple countries, mostly English speaking. Okay. Uh, we, don't want, we don't just ship the technology to anybody. But if, if you're overseas in, in an English speaking country, send us an email and we'll let you know if it's a country that we do ship to. And uh, you know, we're happy to help. So dumb question on my part. One last one. How do you keep, I mean, let's face it, anybody can buy anything. They have a U.S. address. They order it. Somebody can mm-hmm. then ship the stuff over to you know, some of our, our not so friendly enemies. How do you keep mm-hmm. this technology out of the enemy's hands? Yep. Yeah, so pretty much by what I told you is we try to limit it as best we can, but there's nothing you can do at a certain point. I mean, you ship to a customer's house in the U.S. At that point, they kind of have free right, range to whatever they want right, with the product. Right. Right. Now we do we do have a myriad of patents. Um, you know, so from the IP side, we you know I think we've got like eight, seven or eight patents and several hundred claims inside the patents. So they're very strong. Um, you know, very unique patents about EMP protection. But other than those things, there's really not a whole lot we can do at this point. Uh, you know, uh, other than limiting who we ship to. Well, and I will tell everybody listening, too, the best way for companies to stay ahead of the competition is to outrun them. In other words, you outsell them, you outperform them, you do far more than they do, and it's really hard for anybody else to catch up. And frankly, Andrew, that's what I'd like to see you guys do. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. I feel like we're on that path right now, and we've, we've grown phenomenally. We actually just opened our third manufacturing. Well, we purchased our third manufacturing facility, so we've got 
over 100,000 square feet now between three buildings. Um, we bought a second pick-and-place line, which is the machines that populate some of the components on the boards. They're also the same machines that build the electronics in the F-35 fighter. Um, we've got, I think we're up to about 85 or 90 people in, uh, in the company now that, nice. you know, uh, different jobs, whether it's production or, you and know. And you are in our sister sales. state, Kansas, right? Yes, sir. That's correct. Okay. That's another thing I want to make sure I mention everybody. So this is not something that, again, these components aren't coming from overseas and then being assembled and all of that. This is mm-hmm. all being made right in our sister state, Kansas. So, which by the way, our signal goes out to the, the Western edge of Kansas or, you know, anyway. So the reality is, uh, there's folks in Kansas listening oh, to awesome. us as we speak. So it's easy that way. Oh, yeah, these are 100% Kansas-made. Um, you know, we're actually out of Burlington, Kansas, so we're surrounded by cornfields, and we make everything ourselves. That's awesome. Andrew, again, I, I really appreciate your time. I know we had about 10 more minutes of it than what you bargained for, but I appreciate it. You you or anybody else from the company, you know, you're welcome back anytime. We'll continue down this path. Uh, I'll get together with you guys here in the next couple of days. We'll figure out how to get some promo codes and the things going along those lines where we can get this out into, into the folks' hands that are listening and get some of these sold and get people protected. Yes, sir. Well, it was a pleasure being on. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it, Andrew. Have a great, uh, you know what, go back to bed and get some rest, man. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> yes, will do. All Thank right, you. Andrew. Thanks for, Thanks a lot. We do appreciate it. And yeah, I, I don't know exactly where he's at, but he told me originally that when he started with us today at 2 o'clock our time would be 3 a.m. his time. So I it's Saturday morning wherever he's at already, so he's way ahead of us. So uh, again, we'll talk more about this. I've got a few other things I want to throw in, especially on the vehicle side of things here. In a moment, if you got questions or comments, things you want to add, give us a call, 303-477-5600. The text line, 307-200-8222. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right, since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. 
Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio in such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. All right, Ready Radio, KLZ 5 minute or KLZ 560. We have about 10 minutes of the show left is what I meant to say. And then, of course, we'll have Rush to Reason following up. And I wanted to continue on with our discussion that we had with uh, Andrew from EMP Shield. And, again, I want to thank all the folks out at the expo that was last weekend that I could not make it to. I was, I, you guys all know why I needed to be out of town. Um, another story in and of itself. Had a great time, but could not make it to that event which I had. It was a great event. In fact, if any of you are listening that were at that event or that put that event on, EMP Shield said, and they do a lot of these events, by the way, because of what they are, they said that was one of the better, if not best, events they'd been to in quite some time. So those of you out in Elbert County and you ladies that put that together, uh, Colorado Greenhouse Builders, of course, being really key in getting that done, um, you know what? All I got to say is 
thank you. Really does show, you know, how well not only our sponsors are, but, you know, the folks that are involved in things like that. And, again, I, I appreciate that very much. So, Maggie and Annette, you guys did a great job putting that together. And that was direct from the horse's mouth at EMP. And they did not have to say that, by the way. In fact, I'll, I'll go as far as to say this. You know, EMP Shield did not have to come on air with us at all. I mean, they could have just said, you know, hey, it's great. And glad you guys have a local show that does some things along those lines. But, you know, no, we don't really, you know, it's, it's fine. We'll pass. We got to, you know, it's 3 a.m. where I'm going to be. I've, I've got other things I can do. No, they, they were actually doing their best to try to be with us a couple of weeks ago. Just couldn't make it happen. So they joined us today. But he brought up a lot of great points. And I will tell you, I'll be the first to admit, when you go online and you look at the product, you're going to say, no, this, this, this isn't going to do what, what I'm thinking it's going to do. Not going to happen. And I've researched it. And again, the only way to know is to actually, you know, have one of these and go through an EMP and then find out what runs afterwards. And, and I get that there's some gamble in that, but... I guess the way I'm looking at it is I'd rather have some gamble and at least have some hope that things are going to work and run after the fact, at least do as many things as I can on the front side. But these are, again, and Andrew talked about it, these are tested. It's not just something that they've, you know, thrown up there. These are items that they have tested. And I think the thing that even I have to wrap my head around is that, you know, this isn't like some big, huge voltage spike coming down the line. This is coming through the atmosphere, through the ground itself, as you heard Andrew talk about a moment ago. So having things that will take those electrons, I guess is the best way for me to say that, and put them in the right direction, redirect them is probably the best way to say it. That's essentially what this box is doing. I'm, not, I'm getting very, very simplified. I know it's a lot more technical than that, but that's essentially what they're doing here is they're basically taking that, that surge, if you would, and they're redirecting it to where it will be safe for your electronics. I'll get into more of the vehicle things probably next week as well because I'm not going to have time to get into that. But John and Cheyenne, go ahead, sir. Hi, I know this. Hey, how are you today? First? Good, good, good. I know this is a little off subject, but a few weeks ago we talked about having a satellite uh, communicator. Yes, great idea. When you're out in the back. Okay, well, I'm going to give you an update. Um, we were seven and a half miles into a wilderness area, nine miles from the nearest cell tower, minimum, probably more than that. I got an emergency 911 text. Wow. Right? So. so I took it, I looked at the text, I texted back, it went right out. But then what I did was I went in on the on the app that operates it and was able to change to once an hour check-in, which I used to save the battery, to immediate. And in the middle of nowhere in a wilderness area, I communicated back and forth with my daughter for like 10 minutes wow. on, on text. That's pretty cool. So. Anybody now, is that really quick, John? Is that an add-on to your existing phone, existing plan? How does that work? It's a it's a separate satellite device. Okay. The one I have is called Zolio. Garmin makes the one called Inreach. There's also Spot makes one. Yeah, I've seen that one. And the one I have, huh? You've heard of the Spot? Yep. They all. Here's the thing. They all use the same satellite network, the Iridium satellite. Oh, they use Iridium. So here's a question for you, John. This is something I did not get a chance to talk to Andrew about, and I will next time we have him on. If an EMP goes off some 250 to 300 miles above Earth, does it knock those satellites out too? I don't know. 
That's I'm, I'm guessing. I'm a- guessing it does, but I again, that's something that maybe between even you and I, we can do a little research on that and find out. Because I yeah. would bet you they do. Oh, I don't doubt that they probably. If it's if it's going to be a mass EMP attack, they're going to go for the satellites too because um, they don't want any. They they in addition to shutting down the grids and stuff, they want to shut down our communication network more than anything. Correct. So I don't know. You know, I'm sure they have. Well, these are, you know, like you know here, so here, and, here, and here's where I don't know how this works. I just did look it up while mm-hmm. you were talking. So the Iridium satellites are oh. at 485 miles above the Earth. If this EMP goes off at 250 right. to 300 miles above, is it going to go in that direction as well? Or are they going to direct it, you know, down towards Earth? Or do they have the ability to send it everywhere? And again, I, John, this is an area I am not an expert in at all. Me, me neither. But more than anything, this is more less for end of the world, but more for people who have who travel in the back country. Oh no! And you know what? This is this is good for people that I'm trying to talk to my son today, John, on my way down to the station. Couldn't get a stinking decent cell signal. So really, sometimes I just need it. Period. Right now, there's no. There's no uh, voice on this. To do voice, you got to buy a satellite. Phone you got to have a. You got to have a sat phone, right? Right, but this one just you. So some of them you can send a signal right on the device, uh, a preset text message. Okay. And then like the one I have, you have to have the app. But you know. Okay, I so let me, so dumb question. Well. So, dumb question. Let me make sure that I'm following you on this. The app communicates uh-huh. with the device, and you can send a text message through your phone that's then syncing to the device going to the satellite and going out? Am I, am I hearing you correctly? That is exactly correct. So your phone number and everything stays the same? There's no monkey motion no, there? They, no, they actually give you a specific phone number attached to the device. So when you set it, like when I set it up, I texted, I, the first text was to my daughter, who's my emergency contact and everything. Uh-huh. And I said, here's the new, here's the new phone number. For the satellite device, connect it up, and I was able, you know, so she uh, knew it was me. I mean, you could text other people. They won't recognize the number unless you want to give it to them. But the other thing is, is it is expensive. And, uh, you know, month to month, you pay a fee. I think mine's $22, and you're limited the number of texts you can send. Sure, if you makes want sense. More text. But it's more of an emergency thing. The other nice thing that they all have is they have an SOS button. Okay. And I see if that. you hit that SOS button, it advises two people that you're in trouble and you need an SOS, and it also alerts the nearest search and rescue. Mm. So mm. they tell you with the instructions, if you have to hit that SOS button, you hit that SOS button and then you sit tight because they're going to come to your GPS that you just sent them. I see. So the device is, what, so, a couple hundred bucks and you're paying 20 bucks a month to have it uh, energized? Actually, I got lucky. The one I bought, the Zolio, Z-O-L-E-O, was 200 bucks is the normal price. But REI had it on special over Memorial Day for 150 So oh, I got nice. my device on a special price okay. for 150 So you look for them on sale. Um, the, the only reason I didn't go with the Garmin, because it has a couple extra features, is it was 350 I see. So every device is priced a little different. I look at YouTube, a lot of... Um, through hikers, uh, long-distance backpackers mm-hmm. use these different devices. Mm-hmm. And I watched, like, a whole bunch of reviews. 
before. Tell you what, for you know, for a husband and wife team, where you want to make sure you can always stay in contact with one another, no matter what happens, for forty bucks a month, John. I know that sounds expensive, but for peace of mind, is it? No, not at all. Well, in this case, I they had to get in touch with me. We had a death in the family, and they needed me back. Oh, I'm sorry. So, oh, it was kind of expected, John. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, still. Um, but still, yeah, they were able to get a hold of you. That's the, that's the plus side. She said, because I have it on hour check-in to save the battery. Right. She said, if you put it on hour check-in, your battery will last probably five days. And okay. then the other thing I would do is if I'm backpacking, after I send my, oh, the other thing is you could push a check-in button, uh. and it sends, uh, I'm okay, and you're lat long to your to the person you choose. Okay. So, like, every night, say you're out by yourself doing a three-day backpack. Mm -hmm. Every night, you can send that check-in message, and everybody knows that you're safe for that next, you know. So they know. Because a lot of times, back in the day, like, when you went hunting and you had no service, your mom might not have known that you and your dad were okay for two or three days. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. This eliminates that. And, and it, you know, really? the other nice thing about this is it really does eliminate the need to have, because really you don't need to talk on the phone much. It eliminates that need to no. have a satellite phone, which they're very expensive, as you know. Yeah, they're very expensive. And then once you buy the phone, the plan. Oh, they're way, they never have gotten cheap. I always thought by now those no. things would be way cheaper. But, you know, for, for everyone listening really quick, just for reference, I know we only got about a minute left, but for reference, you're going to yeah. be 850 to 1500 bucks for the phone, and then it is a per-second charge when you use it. Exactly. John, what you might want to look into, I have one on my house because of where I live. They make them for the car. It used to be Wilson Technologies. Now it's WeBoost. Okay. And they make a solar booster for your car. Oh. Where it'll boost. If you have one bar, it'll turn it into. Ah, okay. All right. I will check that and out. You might. Amazon is where I got I'll check it out. John, you're always a wealth Bye. of information. Thanks for adding that into what we did today. That's perfect timing and appreciate you very much, sir. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Have a great night. We appreciate it very much. And, folks, that's going to about wrap it up for Ready Radio. If you ever miss an episode, ready-radio.com. I will put up a link here in the next few days on how you can get a discount or how we can work out something on the EMP Shield we talked about a little earlier with Andrew, uh, one of the owners. So, guys, we'll get that done for you. Trust me, I will get that taken care of. We're working on that, on that as we speak. So that's Ready Radio for today. And, again, always go to ready-radio.com. Rush to Reason is up next. Myself and Andy will be right back. Again, this is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. The views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.